fucking the u.s immigration people for like a week no I'm, I'm serious did chris tell you what happened i got held up at the border it was a whole thing i felt like they they checked my phone they went through my phone they got chris italia on a watch list now because they checked my dms they're like who's this what's chris short for i you know who is he fucking what's his business i imagine this dude they went through my phone and i got through think of all the things that you have on your phone that they could use as you know i don't know ammo to build like a, a case around which they they, they want to argue you not coming into the country like it's over for you at that point yeah for a lot of people and i still got through but i, I have a feeling that they might have like bugged my phone or something you think so well no i don't think that's legal they gave me a piece of paper indicating what the phone search involves and i didn't read it because i wanted to hit the road but um yeah I, I mean, it could say in that sheet, you know. You think they'd tell you? They, they we, you by the way, we we have we have in reserve a right to bug your phone. No, I don't think they would tell me. I think that's the point. They give you the piece of paper so that anything could be in the fine print. I don't think that's what they do. I, I think if they really suspected me of anything, you know, they're not the FBI. Right. They're not the CIA. They're not Mossad. They're, they're none of those things. They're just the immigration guys. I think they check the phone, make sure that... You know, the story that I gave as to why I'm coming checks out because they were afraid that I wouldn't come back to Canada. And uh, I guess once corroborated, they let me go. But having said that, I've been in the mind, you know, the mind, the, the, the headspace, the, you know, frame of mind for the past week. Fucking don't say anything on record. Right. If needed. Yeah. Bookmark it. I'll talk to you in person. Old school. Like the, the phones are tapped. Like when the mob was trying to, you know. <clears throat> Do you think... Uh... I think the ICE guys or the the immigration guys are just uh, the TSA guys who went to community college. They might be. I whether they whether they you know whether they went to Harvard or whether they didn't go to school got a GED. They still have the right to refuse my entry into the country. And once they start poking and prying and looking through my shit, yeah, looking through my bags, who the fuck knows, right? It's yeah. game over. I'll t I'll tell the whole story on the pot. Fuck it. Are we rolling yeah, right now? Yeah, tell us the sunglasses on. Let's. We can we can use part of this. Too. Okay, well, you no know, fuck it. Let's use the whole thing. I mean, yeah. th this is a little bit of a this is a little bit of a rough entry into the episode, but the hell with it. I mean, it's been a rough week, and uh, I think it's as good a you know. Should I put the sunglasses on? Fuck. I know it's very douchey. I know this is weird. You and I don't know each other that well. You're like, who is this fucking guy, who you know, who 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 isn't even passed at the club, and he's <laughs> using the studio, using my time, using our resources, putting on sunglasses. Who is this fucking guy? But you know, it's it's my shtick. I'll put the glasses on. There's bright lights in here. Fuck it. Um, but, but no, no, so, so no, the, the point is I, when necessary, I know when to keep my fucking mouth shut and not say stuff on, uh, on camera, on the record. We'll talk after we'll talk later. We'll, we'll talk it out. And not, it's not that I have anything to hide. I just don't want to give them more things to ask me that I can, you know, get in trouble for and have to then explain, even if there's a rational explanation, right? That's the boat I found myself in this past week. It's been a chaotic week. They, they, they tried to, you know, 
They tried to get to the bottom of my visit to the United States and I told them what it was, but you don't want to be in that position. You want to be let the fuck through and you don't want there to be a record on your passport, you know, flagging you saying, yeah, you know, this, this guy was once apprehended for whatever fucking reason. Now I'm on a watch list. There are probably people, you know, when they say this guy who committed this act of terror was known to authorities, it's because of like sketchy, you know, crossings of the border, I assume, or that could be a reason why, you know, they wind up on a watch list. He was known to authorities. Yeah, he tried crossing the border once before. They thought this guy's sketchy and they gave him the benefit of the doubt. He crossed over four more times and on the fifth time, you know, whatever. He blew up the train station type of thing. Do you think they think you're going to sell maple syrup secrets to us? Do you think that's why they stopped you? Uh, I'd be doing a service to uh, to America. I think, you know, for the greater good of the country, they should have allowed me in if that was their fear. But no, I, I the, the idea of them stopping me was that they said I appeared to be exhibiting all of the behavior of a person who uh, is aiming to come into the country without any intention of returning. And I had to prove strong ties to Canada. Um, I, I literally told them, dude, I'm Italian. I'm not going to miss Christmas. I'm coming back. That, those are my strong ties to Canada. You know? The Gabagool is bringing me back. Bro, fuck it. Yeah, it's all right. You're Greek. You don't know what you're talking about. It's bakala. It's fish on Christmas. But, you know, same energy. <laughs> you, you get it. Like I know about the seven fishes. You know about the seven fish? The seven fishes. Yeah. You even called it seven fishes. You're culturally appropriating us now fucking calling it fishes. Sleep with the fishes. Yeah, I, I, I so it was, uh, it was a whole thing. But, but they treated me like a Guatemalan. That's the point. Is, is the, and they have to. Whether I'm at the northern border or the southern border... They ask you the same questions and they kind of treat it with, you know, they treat, you know, every case with the same, you know, with the same um, logic, I guess. And they paint everyone with the same brush. It didn't help that they said, what do you do for a living? And I told them, I gave them the list of things that I do for income. And one of them is a, a thing which I've declared on my taxes in Canada, which I did not want to omit because I wanted to not lie to them at all. And that's the, by the way, this is what led to the whole issue uh, of being held up at the border was the fact that I was just very open and honest because I wanted to not under any circumstance jeopardize any future opportunities to come to the United States and eventually maybe have the, you know, the availability to legally migrate or get sponsored or whatever, if it makes, you know, career sense at any point in the future, whenever that is down the line, I said, I'll be especially open and honest with them. So when they said, what do you do for a living? I gave them the laundry list of things that I do pretty much all for myself. I do a cocktail of things, but, but, but which don't really matter because they're not interesting, except for the one in this case, which is what got flagged, which is I said barbering. I'm a barber and I'm a barber uh, because I do cut hair. I have an operation, which I declare taxes on. And I did not want to omit that because I figured if they wanted to corroborate, I don't know what, you know, information they have access to the Canadian and American governments with NAFTA and shit. I don't know what fucking, you know, what shit they're sharing with each other. So I thought maybe they're sharing income and stuff and T4 statements. I don't know if, the tax slips in the U.S. are referred to as T4s. In Canada, they're referred to as T4s. It's a tax slip. So I put personal income as being what it is. And uh, one of the sources of that income is barbering. So what do you do, sir? X, Y, Z, and I'm a barber. Even though it's like the least important thing that I do. They go, no problem. You're going for six weeks. Please pop the trunk. First thing they see, what is this barbering equipment, sir? I'm like, I want to keep myself looking fresh. That's what I said. But it'd be gone a long time. I don't want to fucking pay, you know, to get haircuts with someone I don't trust. They go, interesting. Please pull over. Do you, do you think the fact that you're calling it barbary confused them and made you, them think you were a pirate? 
because that's what they used to call it back in the day, Barbary Pirates. What? I have no idea what you're talking about. Barbary Pirates? They were uh, pirates back in the Caribbean. Barbary, not Barbering. They might have heard Barbary. Oh, because they had beards. Bar beard I have no idea. But what pissed me off was they, they kept referring to it as hairdressing. You're a hairdresser back in Canada. Just diminishing me to fucking a hairdresser. I never mentioned comedy once, by the way. And then they went through my fucking phone, uh, which I had to give them access to. I think if I wanted any shot at getting into the country. And then at that point, all bets are off. If you could beat that, you're a good person. You know? Because everyone who's a good person has bad shit on their phone. Myself included. You know? Like, they're, like if they had gone through my notes, I don't know what they might have found, right? Stuff that might implicate or just imply intent to do a thing that may or may not have been. I don't know what I'm saying in my notes. They're scattered. I, I take a lot of, if you haven't noticed, Peter, our, our humble producer for the week down here in New York, uh, I'm a little bit of a scattered guy. I'm a little erratic, and my notes are a little all over the place too. I'm a little OCD, so I take a crazy amount of notes, and they're, um, you know, they're just, it's a lot of volume. I don't know that they would have had an opportunity to go through them all, but had they done so, they might have just had more questions. They wouldn't have caught on to the plan. There was no fucking plan. I'm, anyway, well, so that's, that's what we're talking about here. I guess the mics are live. How much have we done here already? Just out of curiosity. We're at 10 minutes since the point that I said, let's... Okay, well, okay, Jesus Christ. Well, all right. Um, this is why the pod doesn't grow, by the way. It's like I don't welcome people uh, a lot of the time i just start talking and riffing and i don't say hit like fucking please subscribe all the shit that you're supposed to do so i'm doing this 10 minutes and it's supposed to be the first thing i prompt people to do fucking so, so welcome to new york uh folks welcome to episode 251 of the bordello please like and subscribe if you're new i hope uh this finds you well we were supposed to have an NYPD cop on the pod, but he had to cancel, and we're hoping to get him in at a later date. Um, but so we're rolling solo now. We 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 have a, a you know a, a number of guests who will hopefully be you know on the docket who are who are slated to have on in the weeks to come. I'll be here for a while. Um, I joked about claiming asylum from Canada because of the the persecution that podcasters will be facing in the years to come. Uh, amid new legislation being passed by the federal government. Um, if the U.S. Customs and Border Agency or whatever the fuck they're called, uh, you know, is watching this and you want to go back and look at old shit I said in recent pods, that was tongue in cheek. Um, but but also maybe it wasn't. I, I have a right. I'm on a visa now. I'm legally allowed to claim asylum if I want. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. That's, you know, that's the point. I got rights. I'm fucking I'm Canadian, man. You know. Chris Italia won't stop uh, talking about how it's because he thinks I look like a terrorist. I think I look, I could pass for Israeli too. So I think that's kind of a moot point. But anyway, so uh, there are, there are pro-Palestine protests going on. And so our, MYB, our NYPD cop friend got called in and had to, um, I guess, work. So, so it's enough now. It's enough. Now it's starting to affect me. And, and at this point, I don't give a shit. I don't have a dog in the race anymore. I just, want, I just want to be able to have guests on when they want to come on. Can we leave the fucking cops to do their fucking... Can we let them have a social life? Again, uh, protesters staged sit-in demanding ceasefire in Gaza at Statue of Liberty. I didn't realize you could... 
be at the foot of the Statue of Liberty. That feels like a lot of logistics involved with going to protest to be seen by not a lot of people. I guess there are a lot of tourists there, but... Uh, Interesting. Hundreds of protesters staged a sit-in demonstration at New York Statue of Liberty on Monday afternoon demanding a ceasefire in Gaza. About 500 members supporting, uh, about 500 members and supporters of Jewish Voice for Peace New York City waved flags and banners and sang pro-peace songs according to a spokesperson for the group. Okay, interesting. Um, it kind of feels like the episode of The Sopranos where uh, the, the the natives and the Italians were, were having a standoff uh, on Columbus Day. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, Matt. Just the protests in New York obviously aren't doing a thing, but they give people, uh, you know, a reason to feel like they're involved, I guess. Like I was in Union Square the other day. Peter, I was in Union Square the other day. Um and I was having Starbucks egg bites. There's a Starbucks right here. And I, I got a Starbucks gift card from a buddy before coming. He's like, hey, have a good time here. It's on me. And so I, I bought a couple of Starbucks egg bites. And I'm sitting in Union Square on Saturday. And there are people demonstrating for, uh, I don't know, the Ukrainian cause, I guess. There's a guy with a bullhorn saying, uh, fuck it. He's saying, <laughs> you think he's saying, we need to send more weapons to Ukraine. More weapons to Ukraine. More weapons to Ukraine. And I'm just programmed now to think, like, what a cuck. What a fucking bitch, you know? Meanwhile, and me, I'm sitting there with Starbucks egg bites, like, oh, well, that guy's a fucking cuck. And meanwhile, he's, like, saying, arm the rebellion. <laughs> you know, and I'm fucking, I'm like, and I'm eating, <laughs> I'm eating Starbucks food. Oh, that guy's a real fucking pussy, isn't he? He's munching away on Starbucks. Starbucks food with your Starbucks gift card. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. Like, so I don't, I don't know what what right I even have to to judge that guy. But can you imagine, there's so many people smoking weed in Union Square, especially on a Saturday. It, just, it smells like a giant, you know, marijuana cloud. And, and and I don't know if that's like the vibe, you know, like when you're smoking weed, you fucking just turn <laughs> turn your head, and there's a guy like more weapons, more weapons, send you spiraling. It's not any worse than uh, the normal homeless people you see there, so. I, I guess so, but yeah, I, I wouldn't, I as a guy who doesn't smoke much, I wouldn't want to smoke in New York City. It's not a calming place. I, I don't know. It's not exactly the woods. It just gives you a different kind of paranoia. Yeah. No, it, it's 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 not it's not it for me anyway. If I, if I had been smoking weed or if I had taken an edible and there was a guy yelling about sending weapons to Ukraine, I'd have, I'd have, I'd I don't think I'd have been able to get home. So I sympathize with those people. Um, yeah, I, well, what the fuck is it going to do, right? You know, it, except for make you feel good. And it's a photo op, you know. Look, people demonstrated in New York City. All right, you know, that'll that'll solve it. Uh, I, here's the thing, man. The, the, here's the thing. I understand from the Jewish point of view, you saying... Sorry, we're be <laughs> like we're better at war. Like we're winning this war. We got weapons and they don't. You know what I'm saying? They're get they have people funding them. Get those people to fund you and and let's do this. Let's do the man dance. But, you know, this is a like what well, we have to surrender because we're smoking you. I get it, you know. You but you want us to like, you know, exhibit humanity. I understand that. Here's my appeal to the Israelis. And, and it's not because I care about uh preserving human life. Do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, fucking blow up the whole region and then the conflict's gone. You know, there's no Israel, there's no Palestine, and you're two people wandering the earth without a, you know, w without a country. For, you know, just, it, 
that's obviously not like the, that's not the Pareto like optimal outcome. But the, this is a little bit of a sloppy point here. And my parents did tell me when you, when I when you go down, stop talking about Israel and Palestine. And I don't know why I'm riffing on this, but it's affecting me personally now, and that's the point because I lost a fucking guest because of this. So despite the fact that I don't really have a dog in the race, except for my basic desire as a human being to not have people die, and I wish you know it be the case, but I'm also not so naive as to think that wars won't happen and that if we just protest, the Israelis will put the guns down and stop killing you know or attempting to kill people you know who are in very close proximity to people who want to kill them like it's not that realistic i understand i'm a grown-up but can you still do it that's my appeal to the israelis all this to say please put the guns down so that these fucking people can stop protesting in new york and the cops can come on the pod and talk about he was an italian cop i won't reveal who it is you guys might know him i don't know i think he's been open about him being a cop, I don't know, he's on, t- it's not a, he, he'll be on soon, we spoke, it's, it's fine, but you know, I'm, I'm a man without a fucking guest now, I'm, I, I'm kind of a man without a country, the U.S. doesn't think that I have strong ties to Canada, Canada thinks that I'm trying to run away to the U.S., the U.S. don't want me, you know, so, yeah, I don't know, and, and there's not enough of a stand-up scene in Italy for me to go there, I would destroy in Italy, by the way, just being, like, erratic, I, I think, I don't know if you know this, Peter, you're, how Greek are you? Not very Greek. Not very Greek. European comedy is funny because they're into whimsical stuff a little bit more. Like what kind of whimsical? Just whims. You know the definition of whimsical? Just just wittiness. I don't know. The best comic in Italy is kind of like a <laughs> is kind of a knockoff of Louis C.K. Can you look up Eleazaro Rossi? Rossi R O S S I Eleazaro E L E A Z A R O. Okay. Eleazaro Rossi. Go to images. Just pull this guy up real quick. If we can, maybe I'll just note this so we can overlay this in the background. Look at this fucking guy. Tell me this guy doesn't look like Louis. His cadence is Louis. He looks a lot like Louis. Yeah, and his whole delivery is Louis. He wears the black t-shirt. He's ginger. You know, he's bald. There's a lot of different ethnic Louis out there. Let me tell you. Are there a lot of ethnic Louis? Is that a, is that a common thing that you've got that you guys have noticed in the in the business? Yes. He's like a flamboyant Louis. He's got the he's got the the blonde um, um, platinum platinum dyed hair. He's got the very typical uh, Italian you know black band tattoos over the arms, but you know he's the best they've got, and he's funny by the way. I, I like him, but I don't know. Like I just don't think I I don't I don't know. The problem is they would look at me like um, I don't know shit about shit over there. Um, because a lot of the things that get referred to are, are local, and I wouldn't really be able to comment on them with the same level of, of I don't know, f- maybe fervor as the people that I just don't have it in me. I, I'm, not, I'm not a guy local to there. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a man without a country currently. So, so, um, so we're, doing this, uh, we're doing this in New York. Peter is, uh, I guess you'll probably be producing pods over the coming weeks. Dilo's kind of remotely involved now, and... Um, and yeah, so so welcome to the welcome to the show, Peter. This is what it is. It's it's very scattered. It is uh, very scattered indeed. Um, so again, I wanted to kind of prepare this a little better, and then I just kind of started yelling and ripping, you know, ripping it. Now this is a problem because I was saying, dude, give me your phone number, I'll send you stuff, and now we're recording live. I don't know. Can you fucking Jesus Christ? I don't know. Can we beat? Can we bleep this out? Is that a problem? If you just give me your phone number real quick, I'm gonna text you. Yeah, we we uh, let me uh, let me text you. Let me text you a link here. This is all again. I know this is all very fucking scattered, and it's it's.
because we started going off script, I guess. Oh, you're, you're going to type in it? Beautiful. Thank you. Okay. I'm going to send you an article. Excuse me. Just look down. Okay, great. I'm going to send you an article here to pull up on the screen before us. And um, yeah, great. Okay, so I'm going to read this headline here and you could just pull it up while I, uh, while I get going. Excuse me. All right, we'll get this figured out a little better for the, uh, the weeks to come. Just confirm that you got it. Cristiano Ronaldo's ex becomes the latest Bunga Bunga woman to be served eviction order by Silvio Berlusconi's family as they bid to reclaim property by Italian Prime Minister left... Uh, what the fuck? This is written really weird. Just, sorry, I'm just going to read this again. Okay, from the top. Great. Cristiano Ronaldo's ex becomes latest Bunga Bunga woman to be served eviction order by Silvio Berlusconi's family as they bid to reclaim property the Italian prime minister left them in his will. I think by they, the article is referring to a slew of women who I guess Berlusconi fucked at the orgies that he was known to hold in, at the turn of the century. Let's read this here. Manuela Ferrara was one of dozens of women invited to Berlusconi's parties. She was pledged payments and houses by Berlusconi for reputational damage. Berlusconi's now infamous parties later sparked a criminal investigation because there was an underage woman at one of them, I believe, as, as I recall. Let's just scroll up here. So hang on. So this lady, so she was a, an ex of Ronaldo. That's interesting. This is, okay, here we go. This is the latest Bunga Bunga. Jesus. Can we zoom in a little bit? Sorry. Thanks, buddy. This is the latest Bunga Bunga woman to be served an eviction order by the hairs. Controversial Italian... Prime Minister Silvio Berlusconi, former TV weather girl Manuela Ferrara, who describes herself as a journalist, model, and influencer, that's a hell of a cocktail, was one of dozens of women invited to the parties that Berlusconi insisted were simply, quote, elegant dinners. Here's why I love Silvio Berlusconi so much. Many of the listeners will, be, will probably be privy to this because we talk about him regularly, and many of the listeners are WAPs. Peter, I'll give you a little bit of a preliminary background as to who he is. He was the Prime Minister of Italy, and he would do stuff like this. He was 85, he died a few months ago, and he would bang women, I think, just to assert dominance. And um, Respect. You know, he, he'd be popping Viagras just to do it. Like, I think he was doing it for, for, for the sport, for the love of the game. But he, he, he was a very... Um, he was a very image conscious person and he was a cheeky bugger he was kind of like the guy that they say walked so that trump could run uh in terms of guys who had success with the populist script so his thing was he would go up and kind of riff on stage and he would be like of course i like fucking women what am i not a man of course i do did i fuck those women of course it would have, you know, it was, you know, it's only right that I did. He would own it a lot. But then sometimes he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't own it directly. He would say, I'm a classy man. I'm a rich man. We went out for nice dinners type of thing. So anyway, so she is one of around 20 women who were pledged payments and houses by Berlusconi who died of leukemia in June, aged 86. He pulled a Norm Macdonald, by the way, fought it totally in silence. He was running for the guy of leukemia. He ran for prime minister a year ago. Double respect. You, you've got to respect the, 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 the stamina that this guy had. So uh, the women are suing him for reputational damage. And uh, now his children want to cut the women off and evict them from the grace and favor houses he gave them 
in and around the city of Milan, Manuela, who also dated footballer Cristiano Ronaldo, was told she must be out of the flat in the upmarket Bandenere Primaticcio area of the city by the end of the year, but unlike other women in the saga, has agreed to not take legal action. There's a picture of her. Uh, she's 39. She looks 19, which is uh, very important because she's on Italian television, and as you guys know, it's it's critical that you have long legs, big tits, if you're going to do the news in Italy, um, because their sole reason for existing, the reason they're on the news is to be flirted with by old men. The anchors, the sports guys, it's, 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 it's why they exist. She had a twin. She had a twin sister, and they were both at Berlusconi's parties in the beginning of the 2000s. So I guess they would have been around fucking, you know, like 20 years old, 18, 19, 20. Maybe they were 16, by the way. That wouldn't have been... That wouldn't have been untoward, um, which, you know, is legal. It's not, uh, it's not exactly the uh, image that many people would argue is what you want to put out, you know, as the head of state, but it's Europe, and in some ways it's very on brand. What is the age of consent in Italy, like 15 or 16? I always found it interesting that, that, that um, the age of consent is 16, and you could schiaff a 16-year-old, but if you see a picture of them after, then it's considered child porn. So I don't know where, like, the inconsistency in the laws there is. I don't know. Maybe they should be fucking thinking to increase the laws. Or maybe you're just fucking across the board saying, we don't give a shit about, you know, protecting the innocence of kids. I think you kind of got to pick a lane. But anyway, that's a, whole, that's a whole thing. He hasn't done anything illegal, but how is he fucking deciding if he wants to fuck these women or not? You know what I'm saying? So it's illegal to see the pictures and solicit them. But then he fucks them and it's legal. It's all very weird. I don't know how old they were. Um, it's icky. It's Berlusconi. You know what I'm saying? He's an Italian man who's like, I don't see, I don't see. The beauty with him was he didn't see sexual orientation. He didn't see sex. He didn't see age. He didn't see race or creed. He would talk openly about how he liked fucking black women. And he, op he probably openly talked about, I like fucking young women too because they're beautiful women to me. He was just very open with it to a point that it's almost... Uh, not gross because you're like, how could it be gross? He's not apologizing for it. It's a very shining example of why you kind of just never admit um, having done anything wrong. Not because it's the right thing to do necessarily, but because it um, is a very effective method of damage control. So these birds, these dames were paid 2,500 euro per month by Berlusconi. Apparently, many other women were as well, and now their families want to evict them. This is like the Anna Nicole Smith thing. Didn't she, uh, she married like this rich 90-year-old and then died? Rogan would talk about her a lot uh, in his act like in the 2000s, I think, because she was all the rage back then. And then I think the family tried to cut her out of everything. And, you know, it's a tale as old as time. But I think you got to know that the jig is up. You know what I'm saying? Like when... Uh, yeah, sorry, so she was married to J. Howard Marshall when she was 26. He was 89! 89 years old! A 63-year age gap. Jesus Christ. So, it was a good run, you know? It was a good run. I, I don't know. Like, this is why... Do you know about um, what happened with Larry King's no. estate? He died a year ago. And I think he had like 800 grand left because he had gotten divorced six times because the same spiel had been done on him over and over again. And the last wife, I think, got like, you know, maybe like 500 grand or whatever. This guy who was like, you know, 
one of the highest paid news anchors or, you know, news guys on television for like, you know, decades. She probably thought she was getting a lot more than she, than she did. That's a satisfying tale just because it's, it's, why is that satisfying to me? Is it because I'm a misogynist and I want women to suffer? I don't think that's it. But there is, hmm. Why does that just, it's a very like uh, Tate thought, you know, stupid, stupid bitch, you know, the man works for it. Why does that bother, why is that satisfying to me? I'm trying to think here on the fly. I don't know that it is actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm actually kind of disappointed that she didn't get more. Because I respect the hustle of women who do that. It's a, you know, it's a consensual thing. Larry King knows what he's getting out of it. Um, yeah, it's a little bit of a scum move, I think, if, if Berlusconi's family is kind of trying to cut these women out because Berlusconi cut the deals with them. Here's the thing. He was probably very happy to get serviced by these women or go out to these elegant dinners with them and, you know, just be taken care of. What I love about it is she said, I'm a good girl. And... Um, and so this whole thing, my name getting dragged through this whole thing, damages my reputation. Hence, why I deserve these payments. Why I deserve to be put up in a house. You're getting paid 2,500 euro a month. You don't really have to live anymore, man. You're not getting married and having kids. You're 39, you don't have any fucking kids now because, you know, that kind of is, you know, contradictory. It goes against the lifestyle, right? The problem with these women is none of them have souls. So they don't have children and they want to just keep the hustle going. And, you know, it's, it's that's stable passive income is what that is. You got to just go on to the next hustle. I don't know. You, you got to say it was a good ride and that's it. it. It's over. But I guess the reason why um, it might kind of satisfy me a little bit, and I think the instinct for a lot of people that hear this, especially people that listen to this fucking pod who don't like understand a lot of the nuance of what I'm saying and, you know, kind of go, yeah, fuck, you know, fuck all women because for some reason that's who I attract. I wonder why, you know, I wonder why there's not a lot of fucking women that listen to this pod. And it's a lot of young dudes. But um, but stay with me here. I do think that the reason you 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 think that is because there is uh, like a like an innate desire to see people um, you know work and deserve stuff. But 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 if you you know I don't know. But this is very hack. But but the, you know the the inevitable the, the logical thing that you that you think is well you know they put in a lot of work having to suck Silvio Berlusconi's old dick and, you know, talk him up and, you know, pretend like he was all that. That's, that's work in some ways, but I, I, I don't, I don't know. What's funny to me in all this is that she fucked Ronaldo. Um, <laughs> like the Ronaldo and, and the former prime minister of Italy are Eskimo brothers is funny to me. Here's the larger point is, I guess it just, it really is, um, it really is a whole ecosystem that exists where if you just, if you do up, I guess if you invest in yourself and you get fake tits and you, you take care of your look and you just, you know, behave like a fox, there are just, there are always opportunities for you to just interface with high value men. And it's crazy the range of high value men. One of the most powerful men on the planet, you know, a head of state in a prominent European country and the most famous, maybe best looking, most fit man on the planet. Yeah, I don't know. Just, uh, but it does show you where the priorities are. It's not about looks. It's about how can you take care of me? And, 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 and why is that? Why is that? Why do you want to be around these men? Because it just makes you feel powerful by proxy, maybe? Because it it um, 
allows you to feel like you exist, like you're more connected with uh, the universe, you know, is it more or less noble of a pursuit than having children and working or not working, having a husband who works and raising a family and, and teaching them about God? I don't know. The point is there's a very wide, there's a lot of variants. There are a lot of different types of human experience that you can have. Um, you know, ones with, uh, you know, honor and uh, ones for people without souls, I suppose. Um, yeah, I really wish there was a guest on the fucking pod this week. <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm fucking, uh, how much, how much time have we done We're at here? 32. 32. That's not an hour. What do you usually do? That's not an hour. That's not, that's not an hour, my friend. That's, we got a, a lot of time to still kill here. I'm, uh, I'm of the mind that I'm of the mind that New York's an interesting city because you have people who come here who are not New Yorkers, who want to become New Yorkers, who don't get the respect of New Yorkers, and who are afraid of the New Yorkers. And then you have, you know, New Yorkers who don't want the fucking people who aren't New Yorkers to come here and, and kind of, I don't know, colonize their city, I guess. But, um, it's interesting. It's kind of like the, um, it is kind of like colonization in some ways, you know, (laughs) like, like people that come here who live in, uh, you know, the, the affluent areas and I don't know, the the Soho, the, the young yoga women, for lack of a better word, who are hoping to land like a like a Wall Street husband, who are also not from the city, who might be from Middle America and wanted to escape that fucking shit, you know, but watch an American cycle and they're like, yeah, let's let's move there and find some plain Jane from Middle America who just wants to, I don't know, do Pilates. It's interesting. So you have these people who are kind of like who feel above the local, um, but are also kind of charmed by them in a way that's almost patronizing. Kind of like you'd watch someone like on a safari. And I I caught myself doing this because I was walking through Williamsburg the other day, which has a lot of Hasidic Jews. And I found myself kind of like looking at them like I was on a safari, like by myself, like, oh, look, look, little kids, look, look, got got little Hasidic children there. You know, like there's something about, there's something about um, just seeing people in their own habitat that, 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 that is kind of interesting. And I feel like that's probably a thing that Columbus did where he was like, oh my God, look at these people, they're fucking not wearing shirts, you know? Um, then you got like the locals who are like, who are these people colonizing our land? Get the fuck out, you know? A little, little bit of bite back maybe. So it's a really, it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating dichotomy. But yeah, the, the, that's one of my favorite new activities is to walk through neighborhoods with large Orthodox Jewish like like you know population and just kind of observe them with binoculars it's like a safe you ever done like uh you ever been in one of those you ever see i don't know if you guys have them here uh you're from connecticut you're from the suburbs i don't know if they fucking have this shit i don't know if the bronx zoo has this but you ever been like one of those zoos that you could drive through and the zebras are like coming up to the window yeah, they have one in Jersey. They do? In Six Flags, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I can only imagine the fucking the fucking farm animals that go to that thing. Yeah. They're they're basically like all they all just look like Tony Soprano. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, come here. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go see the fucking. Well, what animals do they have? They have camels. Let's go or see a lion about a ting. A what? A lion? Let's go see a lion about a ting. A lion about it? What do you mean? What do you? What language are you speaking? I'm talking about. Uh, we got to go do some business with the lions. They have lions at the zoo in Jersey. Yeah. And you could drive past them. Yes. It's have, just a, it's just an open field where you drive your car in. And they have like all different animals, and then during the winter they like put them away and stuff in like a you know in a safe so, yeah somewhere in a somewhere sa- in a like, in a safe cage in yeah. a yeah they they safely put them away in a crate somewhere yeah exactly <laughs> okay so, but yes no they have a it's like um I think it's called Six Flags Open Plains or something like that and yeah you just drive your car through and they've got everything so um yeah that's what that's what Williamsburg feels like there's a there's a neighborhood in Montreal called Outremont which has a similar thing going on. It's a, it's a few blocks where a bunch of Hasidic Jews live, like to the tune of maybe 10,000. Nobody knows the real number because they're always churning out babies. It's very funny. You drive down the street, they all have street parking because it's like a very urban area, kind of like what you might, kind of like Brooklyn. Um, like East Brooklyn, Williams. Type of thing. Yeah, just aesthetic, but aesthetically, kind of like, kind of like, you know, uh, I don't know, kind of like Brooklyn, like, like Park Slope maybe. Um, a lot of minivans parked in front of streets because again, swarms of kids. And, I was driving through there kind of by accident just a week ago with my girlfriend and we, we got caught behind a bus and the bus kept stopping. We're like, what the fuck is going on? And, and we, we would see these little three-year-old Jewish kids with backpacks getting off the bus and running up, you know, up the stairs into their house. We're like, oh, oh, we saw a little, kind of like a chipmunk almost. Oh my God, it's a little chipmunk, <laughs> you know? And um, I guess, I, I don't know if their, uh, their school week runs Sunday to Sunday to Thursday instead of Monday to Friday. It might not. It might just be, uh, you know, some kind of rabbinic, uh, I don't know, Sunday school type of thing. I know they don't go to, they don't go to temple on Sunday. I don't know what, it, I don't know what it is. You know, I have no clue. It could be Boy Scouts or something. Um, but they got the curls, you know, it's very funny. The curls, by the way, are a great hairstyle, very conducive to the balding, uh, the bald, you know, the male pattern baldness doesn't affect that. You can always have the curls, which is, which is very, um, very good. Not very safe. It's a, it's a bat signal to, you know, commit a hate crime. That's, <laughs> but like, there's no, think about it, dude. You ch- you choose that lifestyle, you're stuck with it forever. There's no chance that it might start to wane. Nothing you could do about it. You got to be married to that forever. You're like, fuck, you know, maybe one day when I get a little older, it'll get easier for me. You know, it'll like put some hair on my nuts when I'm, when I'm a kid, people will spit at me, throw rocks at me. And then eventually I'll grow up, you know, and, and, and life will get easier. It'll fall out and. I'll just look like a guy with a beard. Yeah, um, there's a bunch of comics that are uh, the 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 life path is either male pattern baldness while still having the curly cues or becoming a comic. Yeah, what be, be, as, if, as a Jew? If you're, if you're a Hasid, that's that's you either stay in it or you become a comic. You renounce it and, and you renounce it and become a comic. Yeah, was Ari Shafir? He was Orthodox, right? Ari was Orthodox, but he wasn't. But he wasn't. Uh, a couple people that work over at the club. Uh, were previously orthodox and have, have given that up to full garb uh full garb yeah the full nine really yeah i've never met ari it, I, 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 if i had a ari chance to, to i'd ask him he but. went to he talks about it in jew he went to uh yeshiva university it's been there. one of the best specials by the way um we're, we're just you know side point but that's one of the best specials of the last maybe fucking 10 years that anyone's put out in my opinion yeah. maybe that's not fair to other i don't know there's, there's a, lot, a lot of great shit out there but yeah it was, it was a fucking masterpiece um, I interrupted you. Sorry. Yeah. 
no, no, it's just, yeah, it's either, th those are your options. You keep the curly cues for life, even if you're bald and up top, you got the beard and the curly cues, or you uh, you denounce the life and become a comic. It's, it's one or the other. Yeah, well, he's, he's got, I, funnily enough, he's got, a be I don't know if he's trimmed it, but he's no, been, he's got, he's got like a very orthodox beard now, or a Hasidic yeah. beard almost. But what, I'm, what I was asking is if his family was Hasidic. Because yeah. orthodoxy and being devout is not is, is not necessarily yeah, the same I as uh, don't think being Hasidic. I think they're orthodox. Yeah, I, I don't believe they are. Anyway, in any event, um, yeah, a lot of different, a very wide range of Jews exist. The orthodox are not the most menacing. They kind of keep to themselves, and that's their whole thing. It's like they don't want to be out in public. They don't want to be seen because they know they're being looked at. They kind of just want to mind their own business. That's why they walk very quickly. You ever been like through one of these neighborhoods? They're always, they always walk with a purpose. Like kind of like that, like, you know, <laughs> this is kind of like the caricature of a Jew that would be drawn in like, like, a, like an Arabic, um, you know, satirical, maybe like a Lebanese, you, you know, kind of like Hezbollah leaning, you know, newspaper or something. You know, like the, these comic strips that have like the Jew being hunched over and walking really quickly. That's kind of true. Like, like when they're pushing a baby carriage, it's like they, they, they want to get the fuck out of wherever they are. That is, that is accurate. So you have them a little bit frantic. Then you have the ones that you'll have in America who will protest, but ultimately aren't really going to enlist in the army. Most of them. I have one friend who wants to, um, you know, to which I thought, you know, what are you going to do? Fuck it. You know, like you're going to paint pictures for them. You're going to bake them cookies. What are you going to do? I, I admire your commitment to the cause. But then you have the Israelis who are like Rambo. It's a whole different cohort, you know. Many of them are Arab Jews, and they are. They, you do not want to fuck with them. If you think you can commit a hate crime on any guy with a yarmulke, you're fucking wrong. If you hear him, if he has a thick enough beard, and you hear him speaking like a, a vaguely, you know, Semitic type language, a Middle Eastern language, you steer the fuck clear because that guy knows judo. So, um. I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed walking through Williamsburg because, again, kind of like, kind of like just seeing it in the wild. It was fascinating. It was interesting. But um, I do understand that I, you know I didn't want to make them uncomfortable because I'm sure the zebras are petrified at that zoo in Jersey. They don't know what a car is. There are animals that might feel like you know these cars and humans might be a threat. Granted, they're feeding them, I assume. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they can't lower the windows. What with there being lions and all. I'm not sure how it works. Maybe I'll go through that thing in my Honda Civic and see if it just can stand the 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 the, the, the wrath of a of a of a fierce jungle cat. You're, what's this video you're pulling up? In he in I Hebrew we run the other direction. Marathon. This is Brooklyn half marathon. <laughs> is this from the other day? <laughs> uh, no, this is from this is from the summer, uh, and it's it's <laughs> Hasidic Jews trying to to cross the street while the marathon's happening. You know what? I saw a guy do that with passing cars. Yes. With a stroller, <laughs> with a stroller, ripped it past the street, just turned on the jets. <laughs> There's you, something about the top hat. Have you ever noticed? And the suit. Every every. That makes it um, funny. Like sub-ethnic group has their own little like truffle shuffle like you know there's like a certain asian with a backpack run there's a uh hasidic guy trying to cross the street run there's a there's a skinny african guy from ken from yeah. kenya run he's yeah. a student exactly he, he doesn't understand all the racial stuff he well, just wants I to think, work i think they call that a, a distance runner but you know. yeah well yeah but but it's a guy but you know what i mean a guy with the build a guy with the build a guy with that build 
with. This is the great one. Or like a Russian, even dude, dude, like even like a, like an Eastern European lanky Slavic guy who works in tech probably has a huge fucking schlong on him, but he's really like he's got like a scoliosis maybe. That's a that's a hunched over very particular you know look as well. Chinese guy run. That's a great <laughs> Google search. Very concise and to the point. Is this the guy with the cigarette you're looking up? Uh, yes. The guy, the guy running with the cigarette in his mouth. Yes. Yeah. So, so there's this marathon runner in China who I guess for the nicotine um, chain smokes, and it's funny because he looks kind of you know, wise, sage. He looks like a sage, sage old man. Three hours and twenty eight minutes. That's a really fast marathon time. He's like, looks like he's seventy two. Yeah. So he's probably like, you know, he's probably 88, right? And that's how, it's how it works with those guys. Those, those guys age really well. I respect right. the ability to light a cigarette while running. That's and, um, the most impressive part of this. Did you, yeah. It's like in The Sopranos when, uh, remember when Richie, you watch The Sopranos? I bailed after season two. You remember when Richie April talked about how Chrissy Moltisanti's got like, Got like the ability to, to smoke and walk without taking the cigarette out of his mouth because his nose is like a, is like a I don't know like some kind of some kind of automated filter. That that's what this guy's got going on. So anyway, the, the ethnic runs. Thank you. Well, thank you for uh, yeah. Thank you for the uh, thank you for the interlude. That was that was delightful. The um, the time I got caught behind that bus a week ago was fun because we weren't expecting it though. We knew we were in that area. But we we didn't expect it, and I'm not I, I'm I'm not proud to say we followed that bus around for a while to the point that they thought, what the fuck is going on? Because I look like this, right? Like they don't know what I am. I could be Israeli, but I could also be the enemy, you know. And so that was kind of my thinking of walking around Williamsburg. Is I don't want to look at them too much, because um, my instinct. There's one comic uh, who who goes up at the stand a lot who got jumped recently and he was telling me about it and it kind of got me a little paranoid to the point that I was like I gotta walk around like with my shoulders rolled back now and fucking make eye contact and like make eye contact with everyone like a psychopath looking like I'm ready to you know initiate the takedown um but in 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 that area when it was predominantly Hasidic Jews I didn't do that because I didn't want to scare them because I look like this and I didn't want to throw them off because they probably thought it's it's not safe out here but again they really aren't helping themselves, it's noble, but it, they're not helping themselves with the bat signals that they throw out. Uh, you could see them from a mile away. And again, this is, this. here's the thing. This is not all the Jews. It's, it's a sect. But the ones who choose to commit to this can be spotted from a very, you know, a very long way away just because of the silhouette, um, you know, the hat and so on, the trench coat. And... The fact that they all have like a, like a marking in the doorway indicating, yeah, this is, you know, come, come, come get us. You know what I'm saying? It's like wearing the gay earring, you know, just come, come tap this ass. And you would think like after centuries in Europe, like in the maybe, I don't know, 16, 1700s, 1800s, maybe. Okay. Like there've been a lot of pogroms. Maybe we could try to like do this in silence, but a lot of them still just Said, fuck it, we're, we're, we're rolling with it. It's very admirable, uh, you know, when you think about it in some ways. And um, and wherever they go, they wear the same thing. In Israel, the Hasids wear the trench coat and the black and the shirt and the hat. And in Brooklyn, 
where there's garbage everywhere. The women wear the long dress and the, you know, the ballet, the ballet flats, which are not, you know, conducive to not the best things to walk around in with, you know, rat piss on the floor everywhere. But, you know, God love them. They do it anyway. Um, so. You would think they would have by now gotten I, some, some different, some summer outfits, you know. It's been around a couple hundred years. I think you get a summer fit, you know, you get a winter fit, you get a springtime fit, but same thing year-round. Maybe that's why they're just always walking quickly. It's like they're cold or they're hot and they want to get the fuck out of wherever they are. They're never comfortable. They're never comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like, hmm. Well, I, I, I guess... Why is it always the trench coat? Is there a, is there a, but, that, but you know, anytime you get into any kind of uh, religious thing that involves, that involves um, attire, I start to ask questions. I start to think, yeah, this, this like smells like a little bit of bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like the, uh, the Amish, like, well, what's that doing for them? They could, I, I actually respect the idea of drawing a line in the sand. We make fun of them now and say, look at them living in 1870. But, um, and Family Guy did a bit about this where they, they said, um, I think, you know, they, they, they I, don't, I don't remember what the joke was, but they cut away to all the, I don't know, people on like an Amish, what's it called? I don't know, reservation, <laughs> an encampment. I don't know, so some Amish community. And uh, they were saying, this is how we want to live. The perfect technology Horse and buggy, 1870, not too much, not too little. And the idea was that, oh, this is ridiculous. But on some level, it's actually kind of sensible because there will not be, you know, an end to the continued innovation. Um, we can't, I don't know if we can play this on YouTube, so we wouldn't even have to bother. But, but, but basically, the shtick was, they're like, this is how we want to live. 1870, we think that this is peak humanity. No, some technology, not too much, not too little. And it's funny to make fun of that now because we have phones and they don't. But also one day, while you and I are probably alive, if we continue to live life without incident, there will be people putting chips in their brains and those people will still be having normal human interactions and they won't be totally compromised and their dopamine levels will be at like regular, you know, and I don't know, regulated, I guess. So you do have to stop. Like if we stopped innovating forever, we're good. We don't really need or lack for anything. If we just distributed the, the resources that we have to more people in the world and that was it, we'd still be kind of fucked because we've probably gone a little too far. We could have stopped 30 years ago, 10 years ago, any point in the relative, like in, in the relatively recent past. We can't go backwards. We can only stop. We won't stop, but like there's no, it's like when do you stop smoking? Yesterday. You know what I'm saying? If you want to preserve your chances of living. But like, oh, so what do you not want to have access to fucking VR porn one day? Like, what do you get? Like, watch it, you know, ride her, ride her without ever having to fucking, you know, it's going to create fucked up people, uh, who, you know, but, but, but they'll feel like the man. They'll all get to feel like, uh, you know, Caesar or Caligula. And that's cool because on some, on some level, you'll get to, you, you'll get to feel like, like the, the, the peak type of human being ever. Um, it'll be virtual, but you'll get to feel it. You'll get to simulate it. So, so. It's, you know, by the same token, you're going to be a fit, you be a fruitcake, not fucking smoke. Like, like be a man, fucking smoke, dude. You know, you don't have to fucking, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to do it when you run vapes. like this guy. What? Sorry. Specifically smoke vapes. That's a half measure. I, I think I might've talked about this on a pod recently, but like, that's a half measure. I only respect people who, um, in, in North America, 
what did I say? Jesus, I, I don't even remember my own rules. I think I said in Europe, I respect you if you... <sighs> I said, I think I, I only respect you if you smoke or you don't because you're doing what you have to do or you're foregoing it and that exhibits discipline. Like that, that is a showing of discipline. If you smoke casually in Europe, you're a fucking loser because you need to just kind of pick a side. But if you're in North America, smoking is kind of like less than, you know, it's undignified. But also not smoking and being anal about it is also kind of like, shut up. The only respectable way is to do it once in a while. That was my thinking. So, but whatever. I'm all over the map here. But the, the point is, okay, it would be ideal if we could just sort of stop technological development. It won't happen. But if we did, we're good where we are. And the Amish are good where they are. They don't need radio. They don't need TV. They eat, they fuck, they provide, that's it. They're fulfilled. Um, and, you know, the crazy ones question stuff. And that's about it. Maybe, you know, they ponder philosophy. And I guess because they have access to technology and you could go down the street and see people with, like, you know, vehicles that are ripping past you as you're, you know, on a horse and buggy on the highway. It is a bit, like, it's, it's not like it's out of sight, out of mind. It's there. You could see what the rest of the world is going through. There's temptation there. But uh, I, I guess, like, back in the day when people were living in isolation, you know, and there was not as much like crazy advanced tech. I guess the extent of which, you know, the extent to which a person would rebel is just by, you know, considering stuff. Is this all useful? Is this not? Is this, what are we doing this all for? Is it futile? You know, questioning what it all means, questioning if God is real. But, but the garb is not necessary, is the point. You know, you could live on a kibbutz in Israel, not the safest place to be right now, but just as a good example, it's like kind of like a commune, but they don't live... It's, it's a very, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an idea which is, I think, only really, you know, been around specifically in Israel to serve, you know, Jews and, and Jews who wanted to go back and provide and, li and live in a, a more humble way. But, but there's, I don't believe there's any dress requirement. You could attain the thing. You could live in a holistic way and not dress a certain way, you know? Like people who go on yoga retreats all dress a certain way, but that's because, you know, they're all, you know, they're all fucking, they're all brainless and they're just doing the thing that, 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 they feel should be done, but they're not, you know, it's not a, it's like an unwritten rule. There's no obligation to dress, you know, a certain, a certain way. They just do it kind of naturally. But, um, what if you wore a Hasidic outfit to a yoga retreat? That could be fun. I think you would scare a lot of, you would scare a lot of those women. That that's, that's the reality. <laughs> that's the reality. And it's not, and that's, that's an uncomfortable reality. But if you wanted to, if you wanted to just, because that's the thing, these yoga retreats are only ever women, and and by their nature, women just don't trust one another, and uh, they don't like anyone that's a little, you know, that's kind of, I don't know, I don't know, that poses a threat to the vibe or poses a threat to the group, so that wouldn't work, because if you had somebody come in the long dress and was like, I'll take off my shoes, you know, and what else do I need? Do I need these spandex? I'm, I could move freely. Fuck, I could let it, I'm letting it all breathe with this fucking huge, this huge skirt. It's actually better to do yoga. Just let my shit breathe. Like bend over, you know, it just airs it all out instead of constricting it and sweating, you know, through the vaginal canal, through the, the these like tights, you know. You've been there before, right? You, you know what I'm talking about, I'm sure. Like, uh, so even if it's more efficient for performance, you know, even if it's performance enhancing, I, yeah, I don't think it'd be a, it would be appreciated. But yeah, I don't know. You could even say like... Like, why do the Sikhs need, um, you know, the turban? Why does, 
Why do monks need to wear a robe? Why do, you know, why? The, the one that actually makes sense to me, and this is an unpopular opinion, and I don't want to get in trouble for this one, but stay with me. The one that makes sense is the burqa. That's the one that makes the most sense because it's the most, um, it's the most rational. Like there's the, like, like in, in, in economics, we talk about what is rational behavior and what's not. Is there like a specific reason for it? Not like a, a woo-woo one, not a, a vague fucking superstitious one, not a customary one, but a real functional one. You know, in some ways, some people would say it's a very misogynistic practice, um, which doesn't enable women to kind of be free and so on. But I think we could, by the way, we could kind of look past that because a lot of those women who might make that point are protesting, you know, in favor of Palestine right now, just because that's where the curtains, you know, where the current's taking them. So they're, they're comfortable to look past that, I guess, in that context. But but hear me out. It, it's It's almost like, it's more of an anti-men point. It's like men are such pigs, we can't even trust them to look at these, these, these beautiful, fairer creatures. You know, it's, it's like putting them up in a way that's, you're divine. Keep that shit away from my, my, you know, my prying eyes so that nobody gets any ideas. No funny business, you know? I guess, I mean, that's kind of what the, um, the Orthodox, the Orthodox Jew female attire is as well very humble you know in some ways catholic girls wearing you know shit up to their ankles it's the thing that makes the most sense it's that to the you know nth power but well anyway this was fun this was a fun solo riff <laughs> we're at we're a little short of an hour we're at 57 that's that's fine this is cool I, I had fun doing this this is so look this is just sort of a little a little teaser i guess of of what's to come in terms of the setting. I don't know what the background is going to be. We got a green screen behind us. I haven't decided what I want to do. I said initially, let's make it a let's let's make it look like I'm, like I'm in an underground terror cell in Gaza. And I don't know why, because I thought maybe I could just like come out and because I was going to say stop the bombings so that the cops could stop having a this is a, this is a domino effect. There's a butterfly effect to stopping the bombings. I want to make very clear it's 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 very selfish, very selfish. I want the cops to come on the pod. That's all I want. How does that happen? Work backwards. Stop the bombings. So funny would have been if I like just took off this shirt and like like put a veil over my head and was like, please, I'm just an innocent, you know, I'm but an innocent, I'm but an innocent mother, you know. My baby, my baby, my baby is my baby can't. I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna close that that thought out. It doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere. Good. Uh okay, listeners, subscribe to the pod if you're new. Please leave a like on the video. Uh much love to you all. Um, yeah, I don't know how many pods we're going to do out here, but I'm hoping it's more than one a week and we've got Azuri games coming up next week. That'll be uh, cool. We'll have a lot to look forward to. I think the, the, the call up list will likely be coming out in the days to, to come. So we might have a more cultural centric episode. Chris will be very happy. Chris, I think is not going to help me, Peter, until I commit to talking about Italian football. If you enjoyed this, can you tell him, Hey, like it's a little all over the place, but the kid's got something like he's able to talk about stuff other than like. Why are you trying to only put him in this one box? You know, I, I fight with it. We clash heads a lot over that whole thing. But anyway, man, I love you for being here. It's very, very kind of you for doing so. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, for, for, for your input, it was, uh, it was very 
welcome, and I enjoy it. I miss Dilo very much, but you've uh, you've been a you've been a fine custodian for uh, you know for for for, for, um, for 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 the role of producer of this episode. I'm looking forward to the weeks to come. So, listeners, much love to you all. We'll catch you soon. Alla prossima. Ciao. in discoteca con lo sguardo da serpente io mi sono avvicinato lei già non capiva niente l'ho guardata ma guardato e mi sono scatenato fra la stera al mio confronto era statico e